I'm sorry, too. You are? Yes, I'm sorry about it all. I'm sorry he moved to Paris and fell in love with me. I'm sorry that we ever got married. I'm sorry he cheated on me with you, and I'm sorry that I pretended to ignore it for as long as I did. I'm sorry I found you in my apartment, fell down the stairs and broke my tooth. I'm very sorry that after much painful dental surgery, this tooth is still a different color than this tooth. Finally, I'm sorry that you felt the need to come down here. Now, not only have you ruined my marriage, you've ruined my lunch. <laughs> All right, guys, welcome back to the Mirandas. We were off for a week, but it feels like much longer. I don't know. <laughs> it does feel you like feel much longer. Good? Yeah. Sarah was moving. Um, and, uh, so yeah, I, I'm a, I'm a Jersey, I'm a Jersey girl. Now. She's a Jersey girl now. And so she needed, you know, obviously some time to deal with all her hoarding problems. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, I have, I have a hoarding problem and it's craft supplies. <laughs> no, but like, it's like, why do I have two boxes of Velcro? I don't need it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for me, it's so funny. Cause like, I just went through the move, uh, in March and I, Everything that you were texting me, like your emotional like monologue was exactly yeah. how I was feeling. I'm spending too much money. I'm destroying the planet. I wish I had less things. Oh. I wish I was more of a minimal. I was like, all these thoughts have gone through every single person's yeah. head when they move. It's going to be okay. It's yeah, no. And I, the, the, I think the, those thoughts definitely were when I was packing and like getting like basically when you have to put your shit into boxes and pay someone to move it, you really think about what the fuck you need and what you don't. And I, and at one point I was like, Oh my God, I have so much clothing. I don't wear. I I have so many random cups that I don't use. Mm -hmm. And yet I'm putting this in a box and paying people to move it. And for for what? And then at one point at the end, when you move, you just have some random shit just everywhere. (gasps) And then you start throwing like perfectly okay things away. And then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I know climate, you know, climate change is real. And then the crisis. And and then I'm having like a philosophical like breakdown about all the plastic and like styrofoam. It's always a shoe rack that you leave behind (laughs) or like a laundry like hanging thing. (laughs) No, and like Dakota will sometimes buy things in bulk. And so like we we literally had (laughs) six gallon, six gallon containers of like chocolate peanut butter protein powder. And I was like, we don't need these. And so then I tried selling three of them on next door, obviously, like they were unopened and no one took them. And I was like, fuck it. We're leaving the protein powder. I'm not taking this shit. I cannot do it. But I had so, but we're, I had, I I think like three or four TVs because (laughs) (laughs) let me explain. I, like, you know, in the past have made video art and like you need a TV sometimes to show it. And so like I'll literally just swipe from one from the sidewalk when I see it. And so I would anytime anyone moved, I was like, I'll take that off your hands. And <laughs> so all these TVs, like no remote controllers. <laughs> and I remember being like, I don't care. I'm paying for movers. I don't care. I'm going to pack these TVs. And then when push Came to shove. I was like, get rid of all these fucking things right now. This is so three stupid. too many. You've it's turned it on many. once <laughs> just to see if it worked. Oh, my God. No, it's, it's yeah. Moving is pretty stressful, but I'm settled in now. Um, and yeah, so I'm a new Jersey gal, but still still a city girl because I go to this. I work in the city every day, so I don't feel like I'm. I don't know. It was a weird, I felt like when Miranda moved to Brooklyn, you know, but now people moved to Brooklyn, it's celebrated. But when I told people I was moving to New Jersey, they kind of like said, I'm so sorry. I know. (laughs) It was almost like, what happened in your life that you made that decision? (laughs) But honestly, when I'm telling you, when you guys visit and you see where we live, you're going to be like, I fucking get it. And I want to move here too. There you go. All right. I'm I'm planning on staying. I live in that right guest on the Hudson. Room. It's fucking beautiful. Um, yeah. So 
We are back with season three, episode 17, What Goes Around Comes Around. And this is a this has a lot of very famous lines, or as I like to say, iconic lines. Iconic lines. I have very strong, hot opinions just sizzling on the side right after your recap. So, okay, let's do it. Let's so, do it. Um, the girls in this episode all face some karmic challenge. So in this episode, debatable, Charlotte, but yeah, <laughs> debatable. But I would say the overall theme in this is karma and actions, consequences and the results of kind of. Um, yeah, I just I don't know. Karmic balance. So you have Charlotte in this episode uh, visiting Trey McDougal's like, you know, country, suburban, whatever estate. And she's horny and fr- sexually frustrated. And there's a hot guy tending roses. And oh, boy, <laughs> did this look like a sexy mood board that Gilly put up <laughs> on Instagram, which shout out. Thank you for all the submissions. Charlotte's vibe with the gardener is definitely one of them. Um, and so, yeah, in this moment of kind of like passion and horniness, Charlotte kisses the gardener and gets caught by her sister-in-law. And it leads to a consequence with Trey. Right. And then mm-hmm. I guess we can get into that later. It's a pretty sad moment. Miranda, this episode after Carrie is robbed at gunpoint Miranda is meets the detective, the hot detective, and she's like, this guy is too fucking hot for me. I got to get drunk to feel I got liquid courage. And then he recommends her to AA. So I guess the karma there is that she got too drunk and flew too close to the sun, I think. Yes. Um, Carrie in this episode feels really the one who's dealing with like an off karmic balance because yes. of what happened with Natasha and she's robbed at gunpoint she then is snuffed by Natasha at a restaurant, which was, I mean, to be fair, deserved, and then has a very um, intense encounter with Natasha at a lunch. Sam in this episode meets Sam Jones, who is a horny Southern college NYU kid, perhaps, who um, she mistakenly decides to let him have sex with her and pays the consequence of a young virgin falling in love. So I think it was a pretty good episode overall with a lot of funny, funny parts. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was definitely, there are things to talk about with this episode. Um, I just got to get into first then I got to get oh, no, into, t- yeah, I got to get into Carrie and Natasha. I know. I, yeah. I just got to do yeah. it. I heard about your marriage. And it's just so terrible. I never, never meant for any of this to happen. And if there was something that I could do to take it all away, I would. But I can't. So I came here today because I needed to say how sorry I am. I am deeply sorry for what I did to you. It was wrong. And I'm sorry. Let, let's go start us off this is this might be like one of my biggest carry trackers of the whole series i don't need professional help i've got you guys yeah, for about another 10 minutes yeah this whole yes this was it we all know that i mean it's 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 no surprise for people who've been sex in the city that carry you know desperately needing natasha's approval or her you know, uh, forgiveness um, or a chance for her to, like, say sorry. We all know that's a carry tracker. Mine, my carry tracker is next, uh, is a step deeper. Carrie, through Samantha's PR wizardry, finds out where Natasha eats at lunch. That is Natasha's time to, like, do her thing. Maybe be alone. Get a break from work. That is her personal space. And Carrie is so far up her own ass needing Natasha's approval. I don't know. What would you call that, Sarah? I would say forgiveness and her assurance. Give Carrie so Carrie doesn't feel 
so burdened by guilt. Carrie wants the release of guilt and only Natasha, she thinks, can give that to her by forgiving and unburdening. And another kind of layer as to why it's so stupid to me and selfish of Carrie is Carrie acts shocked when Samantha tells her, I've got a secret. You know, Natasha left big like their marriage is over and and Carrie's like, oh, my God. And it's like, are you actually shocked? No, that is that was definitely one of my carry trackers was the shock when Samantha uh, says, you know, the marriage is over and then kind of like almost not taking any account, actually taking zero accountability that she participated in that and caused that or or kind right. of like hoping that somebody was going to say oh no it's not your fault and right. then you're right like the confrontation with Natasha at the lunch total invasion of personal space this is reminiscent of an just like that when she stalks Natasha all yes. day long and so clearly yeah and my ultimate where it just takes the carry tracker to the next level carry full on Puts on the sexiest fuck me dress. Yep. A revenge body dress. The kind of dress that would have seduced Natasha's husband, Big, to cheat on Natasha. And just ambushes her at lunch with this super sexy kind of like look at me type of dress. The kind of dress that you wear when you're going to a party and maybe there's a guy you like who's there or you're going to a party and maybe there's a guy's new girlfriend who's there. It's the dress to impress dress. And it really rubbed me the wrong way. Oh, I mean, I'm sure anybody watching this episode is going to be very... It's it's, You can't not notice what Carrie's wearing because Carrie looks hot. Like, her body's amazing. She has no bra on, so her boobs are kind yes. of just like everywhere. It's a very revealing dress. It's like a, the new, the, the iconic, this is, a, this is an iconic newspaper dress. You know, she's a sex columnist. She's got the papers all over her. It's like very sexy and it's very in your face. And I actually thought it was super interesting that they cho- had her wear this. Um, it's there, you know, the fashion on the show is obviously incredibly intentional. And we see in this episode, Natasha wearing pink blush. Yeah. A really tasteful blush with like white pearl necklace. Yeah. And I was very curious why in that moment, because in the prior scene, she's wearing white. Always. Gilly. Yeah. But why in this scene is she wearing the pink? Is it supposed to be empowering? Is it supposed to be this like moment in which Natasha finally kind of claims, uh, kind of puts Carrie in her place because Natasha was not a bad character. Right. I mean, I personally, the, the, the blush color that she was wearing, like that hue, that color is very peaceful to me. Um, and I feel like yeah. her character may have like reached some peace uh, maybe the character Natasha's feeling like she's turning a new page. Um, it's a new chapter. Um, and um, yeah, that's kind of how I interpreted it. Maybe that's kind of a loose interpretation, but. It's interesting that we've been tracking the Natasha wearing white because I truly would never have noticed her wearing pink unless like, you know, we had been so deeply analyzing the clothing from the show but you're absolutely right that the carry tracker here, there were many in this episode, but God. definitely what she wore and what she did with Natasha. And, and she also just like marched yeah. into the lunch and she thought that she had them drink mo- the water. Yeah. Drink Natasha's water or wine for that matter. I don't know what it was. And she thought she had the most groundbreaking salient point to make. And she literally yeah. says, it was wrong, and I'm sorry. <laughs> like, duh! <laughs> yeah, like, isn't that, like, expected? Yeah. And if I could take it back, I would. And I will say, like, but Natasha really puts her in her place. And she, you know, goes and says all these things. You know, I'm sorry that he fell in love with me. I'm sorry that we ever got married. I'm sorry that I ignored the cheating for as long as I did. And then 
Um, you know, it's just the most, do you want to say the, the fantastic line? Well, yeah, she says, I'm sorry that after much painful dental surgery, this tooth is a different color than this tooth. Not only have you ruined my marriage, you have ruined my lunch. Yes, that that's the line. None of you ruined my marriage. You have ruined my lunch. And then Carrie kind of walks out. You would think with the tail between her legs, but she struts, man. She is on the street feeling herself kind of like, Ugh, how could that bitch, you know, call me out for, for my shittiness? And somewhere out there, Big was alone again. The universe may not always play fair, but at least it's got a hell of a sense of humor. Yeah, I mean, I, I know, I know. I think she did walk out a little bit with her tail between her legs. I think she was kind of um, in shock because remember when Natasha says, I'm sorry, too. And yeah. Carrie's like, what? You, you are? You are? Like, what? I just think that Carrie is just so she's just so self-involved. It's so hard for her to think about other people's thought processes. I think that she's just constantly in such a downward spiral with her own thoughts that she can't think about maybe Natasha (laughs) feels like utter garbage, you know? Um, How the fuck do you think she's going to respond? Yeah. And I I think this, there was the beginning part when they, when Natasha and her, one of her friends walks into where the girls are eating and, you know, I think it's like Miranda's like, don't look up. <sighs> Carrie looks up, makes eyes with Natasha. And Natasha obviously tells her friend, like, let's go. And then Carrie is like so horrified. And she says something along along the lines of, yeah, I can't believe there's a person like in the city who can hate me that much. I, that's not the exact line, but yeah. And yeah. that was my first Carrie tracker where I was like, yes, you, you like you, you deserve to be disliked. Like you earned that. Yeah. So own that. Yeah. And I guess like when Natasha whispered to her friend, the other friend gave like such an intense look that all the girls were like, oh, shit. And yeah, the line is, I can't believe there's a person in New York who could hate me this much. Again, same Carrie Shocker. This isn't about you being hated. This is about you destroying Natasha's marriage and and potential life for that matter. Like, it's it's just so interesting how she points it to, like, you know. Yeah. All I the know. negativity that they have and not the negativity that Carrie had. I mean, Carrie was so full of negativity and insecurity that she could only feel a sense of happiness even when she had a boyfriend, Aiden, by having big give her a like i don't know i just feel like no i good god i i I, I totally get what you're saying and i think though that we we watched this with carrie and aiden in which she was so like frustrated to even tell him the truth Mm -hmm. right and felt almost burdened by his innocence yeah she doesn't like to be the guilty one so then she's kind of frustrated by the people who are then frustrated by her and she really can't stand people not liking her, which is relatable. I, I yeah. relate to that. I, I get that. I think that she is like a, a pretty great example of like a sinner, right? Like, yeah. Like, like, a, like, a, like, a, like a good example of human beings who are flawed. And yeah. I think that she's a really great flawed character because yeah. here's the thing. We fuck up. We hurt people. Like humans do that. Um, and Carrie is just this like walking example of somebody who can't take responsibility for their actions. And I think there are so many people like that. And I, and I, I don't know. I, I, I like that they, I don't know if it's intentional that they've made her so flawed, but. Well, that's what I was going to. It's nice to see not a perfect woman. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask you. Like, I feel like, you know, in recent years, there's, there has been way more discourse about like. Carrie being like kind of like a bad friend, potentially bad person and just like super, super self-centered. And I just wonder like if they, how intentional they were, do you think they were when they were writing, you know, these scripts? I don't 
No. It's hard to say. That's where this show gets so funny because we've really grappled with this and, and, and tried to figure out like, what is the intent behind this character? And is she supposed to be this representation of a very flawed person and like an anti-hero selfishness the lack of accountability the like yeah and this is where my the my belief that around the time in which hbo was creating these hit shows a huge attractive token was the anti-hero character yeah and i think there are very few female anti-heroes yeah very few i think women female characters there has to be a level of likability but yeah. I wonder if she, I don't think she was an anti-hero then. I think she is now. Right. I don't yeah. think she was written with that intent. Whereas like Tony Soprano was. Right. I, I agree. I don't think she was written with that intent only because and just like that was an entire series that was made to basically redeem Carrie Bradshaw. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it seemed like they were trying to patch up a lot of like shitty Carrie behavior. Um. With that yeah. reboot. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, this episode, it really, it was. Uh, and also, I forgot that this leads us to, like, next week is the season finale. Shut up. Really? Where so <gasps> much has happened in season three. Like, she meets so Aiden. Much. She falls in love with Aiden. She cheats on Aiden. She gets back together with Big. She mm-hmm. ruins a marriage. Like, Season three is a long one. And so you, like this whole arc of like the the, the beginning of big, the big Aiden and then the cheating and then the, the this. It's interesting that like this has been all season three. Yeah. Like, holy shit. Season four will be starting that soon. They really rolled out the red carpet for season three with just plot points. Yeah. It's It's been great yeah. to watch. I mean, I've- season three is very full it's a full season it is they really did a lot with it um i would is there anything else you want to touch on with about carrie and natasha no i think um i I do want to touch on mm -hmm. one thing though yeah and it's something i mentioned earlier and this is gonna maybe make me sound crazy but (laughs) i've had you you obviously know that i have crazy anxiety Mm -hmm. and i just moved so i know in times of like transitions my anxiety Mm -hmm. spikes hardcore right like that's totally natural but I've had a lot of anxiety about like random acts of violence. <gasps> and it's probably because I now take Port Authority and that place is just swimming with uncertainty <laughs> and whole. mental. <laughs> swimming um, with I'm terrified. <laughs> You're swimming with feces, bitch. <laughs> yeah. No, but I've been like so terrified of like like a terrorist attack or being like like just like murdered or something. It's just like awful. And then so in this episode, I thought it was really Kind of not funny, but it was it, karmic in, in the sense of timing and that Carrie's walking on the street and she gets <laughs> put, put this gun, put a gun to oh, her. Like that's like one of my god. worst fears. Oh my god. Oh my like god. But I, it was I thought it was interesting that, you know, they had him it's like, give me your bag. It's a baguette. <laughs> and she literally did like everything wrong. Like if you were in that situation, which is like, you know, arguing, bargaining, just like giving him yeah. the fucking shit. And you're Manola Blonix. What? No. Give me a fucking Blonix. These guys weren't just after money anymore. They were after fashion. Please, sir, they're my favorite pair. I got them half price at a a sample sale. Thanks. Oh, oh, somebody, somebody stopping me took my strappy sandals. I love when he takes the shoes and he's like, thanks. <laughs> like he, he comes off so tough and then he could tell he feels bad. He's like, thanks. <laughs> Give me a Manola Blonix. And then one of my favorite, favorite lines in this whole episode is when <laughs> she runs into the nail salon and she's like, I've been robbed. And, she's and so no one bats an eyelash. Literally no one bats an eye. And I thought that was such just like... <laughs> Perfect, perfect New York encapsulation of New York City. If people are like, yeah, fucking get in line. Like, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. I remember like when my it was like 
a couple like two months ago when my car was like the windows were like smashed in someone had stolen a bunch of shit and then like literally the cops did not give a shit like they came like two and a half hours later like they did not care no this this feeling of like kind of not that getting this was obviously a traumatic experience but in new york city people don't give a fuck yeah yeah no they give a fuck but not no not really love the look yeah this leads us to, you know, Carrie, uh, you know, she's talking to the detective who and she calls up Miranda, I mean, as her friend, but also like her legal representation, her lawyer on retainer. <laughs> yeah, lawyer on retainer. And he, um, you know, he starts flirting with Miranda. He's really like he 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 clearly he is take, into her. Yeah, he's smitten with Miranda. He even makes a joke that's like, ooh, are you going to read her her Miranda rights? And it was kind of cute. He's clearly flirting. Detective Stevens, this is my friend, my lawyer, Miranda Hobbs. Nice to meet you. Any chance of catching this guy? Uh, we hope so. Yeah, maybe you can come along with me and read him his Miranda rights. Sorry, that was a little lame. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. A little cop humor. You Irish? No. Why? Because you have beautiful red hair. I guess anybody can be Irish with the right colorist. <laughs> very funny. Sense of humor. I like that in a lawyer. It's very rare. He thinks she's Irish and she says she's not, which I don't believe, but okay. I okay, so I actually have a conspira conspiracy theory unlocked. Okay? Okay. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> he literally goes... Are you Irish? Uh, you have beautiful red hair. And she goes, I guess anyone can be Irish with the right colorist. So has she been dyeing her hair this awful flaming red this whole time? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. <laughs> that is her natural hair color. Look at Brady. I know, I know, I know. But still, just Wait, think that's about a, it. That's that is so funny. Of that, like this whole time, it's just been her. It's, just, <laughs> it's been her own color fault. by choice. Yeah, <laughs> by choice. Yeah, but the I think this would be a good the 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 the, the Miranda like plot. Now remember, guys, season three we are following <laughs> Miranda post breakup, like going through the ups and downs of being single. And isn't this? I thought this interaction with this guy was so perfect yes and me too right and like have you ever gone out with a guy that you think is too good looking for you oh i was actually gonna ask a different question i thought this is what you were gonna ask i was gonna ask have you ever like gone on a date and you got like way too fucked up and embarrassed yourself yes. like <laughs> i mean yeah <laughs> No, I was Miranda in this <laughs> yes, episode. You know, same. like I, I don't drink anymore. There's reasons why I don't drink. One of these nights is a reason why I don't drink. Yeah. Remember that guy um, I was seeing? Yes. Yeah. And I in that fucking open bar with those vodka martinis. I yes. had six vodka <gasps> martinis that night. Just like Miranda in the just. Show like Miranda. she had double shot um, though and i was kind of like what <laughs> i never saw that guy after that night well he ended up ghosting me three weeks later and he ended up meeting somebody else but whatever um yeah no it was a very similar Miranda. Situation. oh my gosh I, way too fucked up i definitely have been there i can't think of a specific story but i know i know that i've been there and i've probably said things that weirded people out <laughs> Oh, I do that even when I'm not drunk, though. Like, I... <laughs> wait, did I ever tell you the weirdest question I... Wait, I did tell you. Yes, you I did, did, because then I ended up meeting that guy. <laughs> uh, wait, that's one of those moments where I, where I, I like, shudder when I think of it. And I, like, want to, like, like just... I, I just feel so bad about myself. In the, the first say, season but. of the podcast, you brought it up. Sarah was on a date. <laughs> tell the story. Okay. So talking about like this wasn't even me drunk. This is just me like having no filter at times and like not respecting people's personal boundaries. Maybe with, being like, socially anxious. It, no, honestly, it all stems from social anxiety. Um, I have so many amazing, awkward dating stories based on my anxiety. So this guy we were having like he was super funny. We were having like good conversation. And then I, I think I meant to ask like. 
<laughs> like about his family and kind of like who, who are you close with? Like who are you close with? But instead I asked it who would you care more who died? Which parent would you care more if they died? And it was so fucked up that I asked it. And then I guess he was like having family problems and that made it like compounded the like question. <laughs> oh my God. But just absolutely mortifying. Okay, so so I no, met that I, guy like two months ago. I was like, yeah, he's, oh, he's super, you went on a date with Sarah. Oh, okay. You went on the date with my my weird friend. <laughs> um, so I, okay, this is another, let's just, we can talk about like anxiety and dating because I think that's what Miranda's experiencing. And like, we're both anxious people. I was yeah. a very anxious dater. I'm not like, uh, I'm pretty social with people I know, but I really yeah. don't like unfamiliar situations. And, um, oh my God, this was actually another guy that Grace, I had met through Grace. I mean, this is kind of funny. So this guy I met up, up, up in, uh, twilight, you know, where Grace's family, mm-hmm. whatever. And we went out on a date and I was so anxious before the date on Google. I literally Googled like what to do when you're anxious before a date. And then I had to search something on my phone in front of him and that popped up. <laughs> so it was basically like the strategies, like first date nurse strategy. Yeah, it was pretty embarrassing. Um, but I have, do you have any like funny anxiety dating stories or no? Oh. I feel like you're, you're cool, calm and collected on dates. I'm sure I do, but I can't honestly, I can't, I know that I've, definitely gotten like too drunk in the past i can't think of any in particular but i did when recently when i was like um a guy like handed me his phone to like look at a google image and i saw like in his search history it was like like average like female like fertility age or something (laughs) (laughs) is she fertile (laughs) And I I read from it and then I think I read some like random like actor he looked up and I read that after and he like snatched his phone away from me so quickly and he was like so embarrassed and I was like don't worry don't worry you're fine (laughs) oh yeah I I I need for for as many like weird questions as I've asked Google. I don't know why I don't use like private browsing. Like I really should do that, and I don't. I I just don't. No, I think so. I I originally asked like if you was in this in the 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 reason why Miranda. Sarah's like I know a time that you fucked up, Laura. Yeah, and and I will bring it up. No, um, no, I I, the the reason why Miranda is so anxious in this episode with this guy is because she deems him as way too out of out of her league physically right like if, if if he if she thinks he's a he if she's like a six he's a 10 and she feels like people notice this they're at the restaurant and she's looking around and all these women are looking at him and kind of thinking like oh why is he with her you know i thought about law school of course i love colombo so much growing up as a kid miranda realized that every woman in the room was staring at her date your and she knew what they were thinking. What is that incredibly attractive man doing with her? If your friend didn't lose her shoes, then I wouldn't be sitting here right now. There you go. So she drank to feel better about herself. I will say this personal story and then a question for you. Guys. Yes. Yes. So I did go out with a guy who was way, way more attractive than me. And it was weird. Who was this? He was an actual model. Who fucking cares? You're basically a model. Like, come on. <laughs> I, I'm not. And, and Just because no, he's no, he a was. model. He, no, like, no, no, I'm telling you, there are some people in New York City and you look at and they are in a different stratosphere of looks. I, that And that's okay. okay. That is their gift. Genetically, I think there are some people that like kind of take your breath away and not in like a quirky way in which when they like tell a joke, but I mean, just like physically. Yeah. But this man, he was incredibly attractive, but he was a fucking idiot. And all he talked about was high school wrestling. No, I'm not kidding you. Oh, God. High school wrestling. <laughs> at least at the collegiate level. <laughs> he high school. talked nonstop about it. So he his and this is when I talk about like the power of female brains. I yeah. watched his attractiveness like morph Shrink. into something else where yeah. I was like, no more. No more. 
<laughs> I don't care. You are not attractive to me anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay, so here's my question, though. You're going to ask me the same Why thing. do you think in most heteronormative, you know, guy, girl, couple, the girl tends to be more attractive? Do you think that couples end up usually pretty on par with looks? I know I rarely see it where the guy is like astronomically more attractive than the woman. That is very rare. So I was just going to say, like, if you're the way that you even framed the question, it's as if (laughs) you're leading the witness. You're exactly like it's as if like you've only believe that there's a more attractive female usually. And I don't I honestly like don't agree that I don't think that usually the female is more attractive so wait you just said the you think the female is usually more attractive no i'm saying i don't agree that the female is usually more attractive what no no i've seen plenty of couples yeah oh yeah oh my gosh i feel like i never see it oh like okay well here's an example here's an example okay have you watched The Ultimatum on Netflix? Yes. <laughs> Did you? I watched you? the first. I watched the. I watched the first two episodes. I read the. I watched the first two episodes with with Heather. Yeah. And then I ended up reading it, reading the spoilers. Like so, I Colby watched it. Colby. Yeah. Yeah. Way more attractive than Madison or Maddie, whatever the fuck her name is. Trust me, and that stood out to me. I was in shock to be honest i was just like why is he so hell-bent on marrying this bitch who doesn't even like him and they're one of the couples spoiler alert that makes it correct they're the only couple they I think they just had a kid yeah and if you oh. do the math she clearly oh, we, i mean found we could do out a- she was knocked up during recording and that's probably why they're married Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think we could do a whole episode on Ultimatum, and I probably will finish watching it, even it though is, I know the outcome. It's anyway trash. Yeah. But I, I if, so do you think Miranda's anxiety was warranted? Do you think there are women who feel that way? So, or like, what's okay? What's okay. Going okay. On this? I personally, I think all anxiety is warranted. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just get there are threats everywhere. (laughs) Yeah, I am anxious every single day, every single moment about stupid shit that doesn't matter. Okay, we've talked about this before. We're we're constantly waiting for like a terrorist attack or the next, you know, horrible thing to happen. We lived through a fucking pandemic, Sarah. (laughs) We lived through like the major thing. We also lived through 9-11. Like we we've lived through like major shit. So I know, but I'm still so worried. But but the thing is, like our worry, I'll speak for myself. Our worry is like my worry is like, oh, my gosh, like the the nail on my middle finger isn't matching the nail length of my like. (laughs) fourth finger like i'm really like i'm worried i'm worried that like when are they gonna be match and be the same and like how long will i have to wait like i need to figure out when i should get my nails done maybe i'll just do them up like my brain is just hardwired to find problems at all times no, and that is like the OCD brain in which you are yes. searching in the anxiety brain in which you are like yes. searching. Your brain's like, wait, you're not anxious about something. All right, let me find something to make sure that like everything is okay. We can control everything and everything's gonna turn out okay if I just think of every possible scenario and like plan as much as possible. Can I right? tell Where you something like, weird that I a behavior that I learned that I did when I was on SSRIs? What? I used to when I was okay. I feel like I'm fucking implicating myself right now, but okay. I okay. Let me explain what I'm doing now that I'm pretty much off SSRI slash on way less. Okay. Now I'm doing the old routine that I used to do, which is I wear the same pair of socks and sometimes. <laughs> And sometimes underwear as many times as I possibly can. 
just so I don't have to do more laundry. So I can like really just like hold on to my like clean laundry supply as long as possible. So it's kind of like you're hoarding clean laundry. No, I'm like, yeah, exactly. And like, I literally will be like, well, maybe I can wear this like dirty pair of underwear next time I go on a run because I'm going to be sweating anyway. And then I get an extra use out of it and then I'll put it in the hamper. Like same thing with like socks. Like, okay, you know what? The I only went on walk with these, like wear them to the gym to like I did when I like was on like SSRIs, I just fucking put everything in the laundry. All right. I totally get exactly what you're saying. And I'm not judging this at all. I do think the sock thing, I totally get it. I went on a the random underwear walk thing? today. No. No, I don't get the underwear thing. The that I that one, I think, you know what? I'm like, you know what? When I go to LA, I'm gonna bring that girl some pictures. I'm just gonna bring her a lot of underwear. Size large, extra large. I love Target. Okay. So no, but the socks, I mean, anyone listening knows like I, I, I got to get a full wear out of my socks yes. in the hamper yes. because the fact is like I went out the other day for yes. like 20 minutes and I was like, these socks are not done yet. Yeah, they have more exactly. to give. Okay. And I will. Yeah. Um, and I, okay. But, I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to ask you a question. Yeah. What's yeah, what? Okay. You know, when you open your bra drawer your sock drawer and your underwear drawer or they're all in the same fucking drawer doesn't matter you know how you have your favorite socks and your favorite underwears and your favorite bras okay yeah so i which i'm sure you do like i strategize when i'm wearing my favorite underwear and i'm like well today i don't have any like obligations after work so i'll wear like this period stand underwear I'm going to save like my nicer underwear for like Thursday when I'm going out for drinks. Yeah. 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 I, I don't I don't even know if that's anxiety. I, I bet a lot of people. I think do a lot that. of people do that now, especially women who have periods. Now, what I'm trying to understand is what do you. OK, here's the real question. What's like more of your favorite? Like if you had a favorite item, what feels more important? That favorite pair of socks, that favorite pair of okay. underwear, or that favorite bra? Oh, that is such a good question. Um, I'm very picky with all three. Me I too. only wear thongs. I do not wear any other kind of underwear. I pretty much I do only not wear thongs. wear yeah. any other kind of underwear. Yeah. Um, I'm very picky with bras because I... I think bras are like jeans in which when you find one that works, you do not want to wear anything else. Yep. And I have basically three bras in rotation and I wish that I had more, but like, but I will not get rid of the benchers. I will not get rid of. No, no, no. The benchers are in there for a reason. They're (laughs) aspirational. Weddings are supportive. Um, Expensive. But yeah, I, there, yeah, no, but bras. I will say this for anyone with big boobs who wants their boobs to look smaller: the Spanx minimizer bra oh. is incredible. Wow! Shout out to the Spanx. As Dakota says, no, he just walked in. He's like, don't do it. <laughs> but it it reduces your boobs by one whole cup size. Oh I my god, love it! I wear it to work, and I have never felt better. So for anybody who struggles with they're not liking their boobs look too big in a bra, shout out to Spanx, the minimizer bra. It's fucking amazing. Um, Love it. Yeah. I'm going to have to say bra. I'm very picky with bras. Yeah. Um, what about you? What would be? So my, my favorite underwear, then socks, then bras. Underwear is most important, then socks, yeah. then bras. But I don't got big yeah, tits Yeah, if you have like an uncomfortable you, so. pair of underwear, your day is fucked. Yeah. Oh my God, your day is fucked. Okay, so ba- I want to... I wanna. So ba- this leads me to a... Well, random question okay. about Miranda's date. Wait, should we just go about more of the episode? Or are we going into Let's new tangents? Let's talk more about. Well, okay. What was your question? What were you just going to ask? It was so stupid, but it was said, <laughs> Gilly, <laughs> Gilly, before you get ready and then leave, do you have tons of clothes out on the <gasps> bed, or do you put everything away before you leave? Like you, you know, Miranda had you, all of her clothes scattered, and he was waiting for twenty minutes. I'm going to let you answer that yeah. for me. Oh, f- 
fuck. I think you have stuff all over. Then you put it away later. No. No. What? You put it away right then? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I put it all away. I, yeah. I, I thought that you would have known that because we've gone out together. And like we would get ready at my house and I would always like put the hangers back. Like, wait, wait, let me just put this up real quick. You know what? I'm really torn right now because I flip flop. I am that person who puts everything away. Last night I didn't. But right when I got home, I put it away. So I wasn't sure. And that really fluctuates with my anxiety. Yes. How diligent I am about putting things away or not. So Sometimes I'm very hyper organized and like very attentive to my space. And then sometimes I could be neglectful and then like feel overwhelmed by it. I'm just curious what you I I know. I just I who can relate to this moment where Miranda cannot pick out a fucking outfit and she's put on a million things. That was highly relatable. That was my like relatable Miranda moment. Yes. Yes. And no, because I absolutely know that feeling of being like, I have nothing to fucking wear. I have nothing to wear. And it's all comes down to that mindset you're in. It's a it's a complete reflection of where you are mentally, which is not feeling yeah. good enough. That's it. Because on the days that you feel yeah. good enough, you're like, oh, I want to wear everything. But yes. Oh, that's so true. That but, is so true. But I would never let a date wait 20 to 30 minutes in the other room while I got ready, especially a first date. God, no, no. you would be ready like 20 minutes ahead of time. I, I just wouldn't want someone in my apartment. Like being like, what the fuck is going on? I also don't want to come off that high maintenance either. Sorry. Like, and she like peeks out with her like bra on. I'll, I'll be just, I'll be right there. I know. I was like, what are you doing? Uh, I'm so, I, I really try and hide my high maintenance nature. I right. really try and keep it, keep it locked up. <laughs> yes. I want to come off as, you know, I want to come off as the exact opposite, which is like, I don't care about the state, <laughs> even though it's all I care yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But um, my, just um, to go back to our yeah. original question, um, I think you had asked me at one point, like, if I've ever been on a date with someone who I felt was better looking than me. Um, I think that, sure, I probably just statistically speaking, yes, have. But I've never felt insecure. I felt like this person, like, wants to be with me for a reason. And... It could be literally anything from like they like my personality and they want to get to know me or they just want to get in my pants. And that those are still those are, you know, equal valid. (laughs) Those are still valid. They're still equal and they still like want my presence. And like um, I I think unlike Miranda, I just wouldn't allow myself to get into that mindset because I think you're just throwing the whole date away, which is essentially what happened (laughs) when she got blackout drunk. No, I, I, I totally agree. And we cannot finish. We cannot leave this episode without talking about the Charlotte and Trey plot line. First off, Kyle McLaughlin was it? Wait, not not Kyle McLaughlin. That's who's that fucking that is Sarah his McLaughlin. Name. What's his name? Kyle McLaughlin. It's McLaughlin. I thought it was. Mc, Mc, oh, it's McLaughlin. Kyle McLaughlin. I, was, I thought it was McC- Okay, whatever. He looked <laughs> fucking hot. I mean, he has the he has the haircut of like a four year old boy, but he had the body of a Greek god. His <laughs> weird company. His body and his teeny tiny tartan boxers when he was playing tennis. He looked so amazing. Um, yeah, he was like oiled up and like playing serving tennis. And, yeah, like, so, so tan, so so muscular. Um, yeah, this is Charlotte Falls for the gardener. I always thought that this was the strangest thing about Sex in the City, to be honest, and like the McDougals, because I never I feel like we never receive closure as an audience on why it's the way for the, you know, wives of the McDougals to cheat on them with this three generation garden like gardener family so do you think it's because it's known 
do you think it's because it's known in the Madougal family that the men are like impotent? Well, that's the thing. I thought that the, I've always thought that we would find that out one day. Oh, it turns out because then it gives reason to why this happens. But we we don't. <sighs> I is know. That, is that an assumption that's fair to make? I mean, I don't know. No, I, I think you're fair that like I think that's kind of I, I, I think it's frustrating that they didn't delve into that. And like the fact that Bunny was just so casual about it. The sister in law was casual about it. Like clearly this is something that's happened. Yeah, now McDougal, you're officially McDougal, is what is what Bunny says. Yeah, Charlotte, you're a McDougal now. And then Charlotte, you know, goes to Trey to try and apologize and say what she, you know, she knows what she did was wrong. And he says, you know, we have so many important, wonderful parts of our relationship. Like maybe I'll just have to turn away, even as much as I detest it, and we'll have separate lives. It was really sad. What are you doing out here? Proving my serve. Trey, stop. You're upset, and what I did was so wrong, and I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, what can I say? I'm apparently unable to meet your needs, so from time to time, as much as I detest it, I guess I'm just gonna have to look the other way. I don't want a husband who looks the other way. I want a husband who takes me in his arms and makes me not want to kiss the gardener. It was really sad. I also, one, I think why I find it so strange is one, it's almost as if it's some sort of like supernatural force that makes this happen with these women where they make out with the gardeners. You know, it did have that kind of like mystical, you know, uh, element to it. Um, But I I thought what was even weirder is that Charlotte like had no guilt about it i mean she did she did yeah, that, later that, that, but she was just sitting on like the the chaise in the living room with her like white halter dress on just kind of like not feeling like she did anything naughty earlier like you know i just thought it was out of character for her i know i think it shows how deeply um frustrated or frustrated she is to to get to that point because it was very not her character. It was very out of, sorry, it was very out of character. And I think it shows how much she's lacking in her relationship. Yeah. She's looking for it elsewhere. Yeah, I agree. I do love horny Charlotte though. It's, (laughs) I mean, like her like thrashing in the bed, like the girl from the exorcist. Yeah. (laughs) I laughed out loud. Like Charlotte's having a sex dream with the, with the gardener and i love the juxtaposition that trey wakes her up and is like wake up you're having a nightmare and i just i love how it's and he's ju- like you're all wet you're- <laughs> <laughs> i love how he juxta like it's a juxtaposition of good sex for charlotte being considered a nightmare by trey <laughs> like that's so true i know i thought like the wild thrashing was a lot yeah um i've definitely never had a dream in which my body has like moved like that like in real life no um i don't know i thought that was super funny and like overacting but kind of kind of great and but you're right that he thinks it's a nightmare um but yeah and at the end charlotte is back at her old apartment and she tells Trey that she thinks that they should separate for a while. And yeah. she's, yeah, it's pretty sad. Yeah. Yeah. That bummed me out. But at the same time, I feel like they didn't have many other options. So it's kind of, you know, the only, and also I think that, I think that just watching their dynamic, I think that, Trey was waiting for Charlotte to make the first move as far as, you know, throwing in the towel. Because he, yeah, he was being, I think he kind of forced her hand. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I I think I actually like how Charlotte handled it by saying, I think we need to separate for a while. And she goes back to her beautiful old apartment. Yeah. Which luckily she was subletting it, which I'm like, did she fucking kick the subletter out? Like, yeah, I know. I had had so many questions. It's so funny. (laughs) As a renter, that's (laughs) uncalled for. But we'll see. How did that work? Um, Yeah. Um, I do love that. My Samantha Zinger actually does have to do with Charlotte. 
I'm a trisexual. I'll try anything once. I know what it is. Honey, what's the point of being in the suburbs if you don't get to fuck the gardener? <laughs> that was absolutely my um, uh, Samantha Zinger. It was perfect. Do you have any Miranda-isms this episode? Uh, <laughs> I actually have a Miranda-ism that's actually an ancient scroll, if anything. <laughs> I know what it is already, so let's go. <laughs> Miranda's wasted. She's feeling so yep. sexual yeah. with the detective. She brings him home. She whips off his belt and goes, I'm no Mina Suvari, but I'm great in bed. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, she's basically referencing an it girl from like 30 years ago. And it was also like a second yep. American Beauty reference. Like they referred to like the roses, like American Beauty, and then like Mina Suvari, like American Beauty. I don't know. Oh, there was any connection interesting. there. That was. There's definitely a connection there. Um, yeah, definitely the Mirandaism for the episode is the Mina Savari, but I'm great in bed and like thrusts him forward. Um, and I, I love that he like left her with the note in the morning with the AA. Number, oh, yeah. Which was, I know. And like her face just hung over as fuck. Like everyone knows that feeling. It's yeah. like I'm dead inside. I will never drink again. Thank um, God he wasn't there, but, though. I'm glad he wasn't there. If I was that hungover, I, I wouldn't want to have to deal just, with someone else. No, just process your hangover in in peace and just let ride it out. Um, should we talk about yeah. Sam's plot line? Yeah, before we wrap up, Sam Jones. Samantha there was jo- a- yeah, she keeps yeah. getting phone calls for someone looking for a guy named Sam Jones. And she drags Carrie to this party that she hears about through the guys for the other Sam Jones. And it's clearly like an NYU college student. And... Um, he shows up the next day at her apartment because he thinks that she's like beautiful and he's like from the South and he's a virgin and she basically takes his virginity in, in one of the grossest sex scenes in the series. Yeah. The fact that they had that Southern banjo music playing during <laughs> the fornicating was just so fucking funny. I also was like watching Samantha, but watching her as Kim Cattrall thinking like, wow, I can see why Kim Cattrall was like, fuck this show. Like, I yes. don't want to be put in this position, you know? Yes. And he and it had um, all these um, like, diagonal angle like camera angles of them having sex it was so funny um actually my like unintentional samantha singer was when you know he finishes and he's like that was awesome and she goes yes it was (laughs) like what the fuck was that basically um and yeah he's just like obsessed with Samantha so I I don't really know what the the karmic lesson is there but you know I know and I I thought it was funny when you know Samantha I think that the karmic lesson was so Samantha (laughs) says you know oh she had bad first sexual experiences so she's gonna give this guy a good first sexual experience and then like kind of the karmic rebalancing from that is like well you gave him such a good experience that he falls in love with you and but it was funny when Samantha kind of tells her possible plan to Carrie. And Carrie's like, that's not karma. That's statutory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which was like pretty like horrible. But I, I was thinking, I was like, how old is this guy? That's super yeah. weird. Like, yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess like I think it's weird when like a guy who's 45 has sex with an 18 year old girl. I think it's yeah. gross. But like it's even weirder when it's a 45 year old and like an 18 year old guy. Yeah. I I think and I think we think it's weirder because maybe like she should know better or something, you know? Um, Yeah, which I do. I think we let men. We give men. Oh, absolutely. We give men a pass. We think you don't know better, whereas women have to. And I think that's why like a lot of sexual behavior is like excused in men. Yeah. Conversation for another. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I can't get in down. We go. We we could talk about the ultimatum. We could talk about you know gendered violence with sex, but um, so Uh, fashion callouts. Oh my god, she's fashion roadkill. Oh yeah. Oh my god, I almost forgot the fashion. What are you calling out for this fashion? All right, you know, you know, I'm gonna do it. I loved Carrie's wackadoo green overalls with the French stripe 
shirt that's tucked in um and then i also love that giant oh, yeah. gold butterfly with the white peasant tube top dress uh with the wavy braids she's back with that damn butterfly <laughs> i know i love i love those yeah. kind of kooky funky looks I will say I really love her like summer tan that she has yes. right now. Carrie Bradshaw looks bronze. incredible with her tan. Mm-hmm. She's bronzed. She has those beautiful blue eyes and mm-hmm. that like curly frizzy. I love that those mm-hmm. frizzy curls that are like thick and thin at the same yes. time. It's super aspirational. Um, yes. So one of my call outs for fashion is I really loved uh, Samantha's like sleek black dress. And I uh-huh, really, it. you know, yeah, you know me. I, I I love a nice sleek black dress, and so I I noticed this in this episode of how modern Samantha <gasps> is in a lot of yes. ways. And like, I, I don't know if you noticed about her apartment how it looked like it was straight out of like an IKEA catalog. Oh, interesting. And I'm sure at the time in like Mm. well ikea of a certain time like in 2000 when this came out like samantha's apartment was very very ahead of its time yeah now it would be considered like well yeah that's just a nicer kind of modern-y like like, harsh lines apartment um but her clothing is very structured it's very yes i don't know i just interesting that their apartments also reflect a lot about of their fashion oh absolutely Um, i actually think we've really delved into but something i noticed um yeah, and I yeah, I think that's it for fashion for me. I also loved uh, Charlotte's preppy, preppy looks. Yeah. All right, Gilly, what are you rating this episode? I had a religious experience at Manolo Blahnik. Um, I'm going to rate it a four point two five. Okay, I went with four. Okay, I went with a four. I I think I think my mood might be influenced by by my bad internet. I think. <laughs> That might be it. I don't know. Maybe, maybe this was a 4.25. I don't know. The lunch, the lu- Carrie crashing Natasha's lunch and then Charlotte asking for a separation are two critical plot points. So I thought it warranted to be a little bit above a four. Yeah. And then next week's episode, Carrie has a nice run in with Mr. Big. It's a great season finale. Can't wait. Um, All right. Bye, bye, Sammy Jones. Bye, our little lunch crashers. Bye, our little karma Buddhas.